0: All right, News Talk 1110-993-WBT, The Pete Callender Show. I'm The Pete. The phone numbers are 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. The email you can reach me at is Pete at the Pete com. Pretty obvious, I know. Also on the Twitter machine at Pete Callender. Um, so Madison Cawthorn, the subject of a series of ongoing Uh, and somewhat crazy news stories just on Friday, so not even a week ago, right? We all got to see the picture of him in the women's lingerie that came from the cruise liner, uh, Royal Caribbean, the quest uh, scavenger hunt event that they do online or uh, on the ship. Uh, So that came out, and then you've got, uh, what, on Tuesday, I think it was, let me see here, on the 26th, yeah. So Tuesday morning, Congressman Cawthorne cited for having a loaded gun at a TSA checkpoint at Charlotte Douglas International Airport. Police cited Cawthorne for possession of a dangerous weapon on city property after TSA agents found the gun in a bag and notified CMPD officers who are assigned to the airport. Cawthorne violated a city ordinance by having the gun in the airport. Police say that Cawthorn. Uh, was released and uh, they confiscated the gun. They called it standard procedure for airport division officers to cite and not arrest a passenger for the misdemeanor charge, quote, unless there are other associated felony charges or extenuating circumstances. Uh, This, according to the Charlotte Observer report, which then also cites WSOC-TV as the first one to report uh, the citation against Cawthorn, saying that, uh, agents found the congressman with a loaded 9mm handgun at Checkpoint D at about 9am on Tuesday. This is the second instance where Cawthorne has been caught with a gun at an airport. In February 2021, Cawthorne tried to go through security with a gun at the Asheville airport. Uh, he has also been accused of bringing knives to two different school board meetings. and And, and two schools. So... Um, oh wait, so is, are these the values? Are these the Charlotte values? No guns on airplanes through TSA, but Asheville did that too. He got, he got popped in Asheville as well. So maybe, maybe Charlotte, by the way, for people who aren't aware, there is some push texting going on in the 11th congressional district push texting, sort of like push polling. They're not, it's not actually designed to get poll results. It's designed to sway people's opinions and to kind of get a foot in the door, get information from people so you can proselytize to them, but you do it under the guise of a survey. And then you find it as you're listening to the questions, you can tell that they're like, they have questions like, um, you know, Pete Callener is terrible. Do you support Pete Callener? That kind of thing, where they direct your answers. So this is happening via text messaging as well. And they call him. This is what the text message says. One of them says, quote, limelight loving Madison Cawthorn has lied to us. He's abandoned us for Charlotte values. (laughs) Which he's abandoned us for Charlotte values. I don't even know what that means. I lived in Asheville for almost a decade. I lived in Charlotte now for more than almost two. I was down in Rock Hill for like uh, six years, seven years as well. So I've been around these parts, and I don't know. We're talking with Dr. Chris Cooper from Western Carolina, who also went to Winthrop University, but now is at Western we're kind of at a loss to understand, like, what is, what what, what does that mean, Charlotte Values? Because back in the day, it used to be Charlotte, city of churches, right? People would always ask. That was one of the running jokes when you first got to town. Well, when I first got to town, because now so many people come to town, nobody's really impressed anymore. Oh, where are you from? Nobody cares. So it used to be, oh, where are you from? And then what church do you go to? And then they would recruit you into the church. That was always how it went. That was the running joke in Charlotte. Or, or maybe it's talking about, they're talking about politics? Is that the idea? Is it is it political? Because it used to be that in Charlotte, the old joke was, there are three political parties. There are three parties in town. you got the Democrats, the Republicans, and the Chamber. And the Chamber's the most powerful. I don't think that's true anymore. Heck, they're not even called the Chamber any longer, right? So that one's out the window. So what exactly are the Charlotte values? Sex trafficking hub? Is that it? Um, Because that came up in the Mecklenburg County Sheriff's uh, debate the other day. Uh, What else? Bicycle gangs. I mean, it can't just be violent crime and homelessness, because that's also Asheville. Can't just be corrupt politicians, because that's also Buncombe County. They sent the county. When I was up there, they sent the county manager to prison for embezzlement, and then one of the county commissioners. I think she did. she take a plea deal? I think she may have taken a plea deal. So, yeah, they and I'll never forget. I told this story many times over the years, but probably 15 years ago, we were doing all these stories in Mecklenburg County about DSS and how they were taking kids and this whole process. And it's all it was all just a mess. And I uh I end up going there. There was a, a couple of organizations. They put together this. Conference one weekend, and so I it was here in Charlotte. and They brought people from all over the state to come and sort of network and uh, get information about how DSS operates, what the state statutes are, what uh, you know, what uh, what rights do parents have when a, a social worker comes knocking on the door and wants to interview your child alone. A lot of the rules that got put in place that are in place now got put in place after all of these stories were done about fifteen years ago. Anyway. Uh, I'll never forget there was a fellow who came down from Western North Carolina. I want to say he was from Buncombe County. Uh, And he comes down and he attends this conference. And, you know, afterwards, people are milling around, talking with each other. And he says, I come from the mountains where we bury our politicians feet first. Do you know why? Says, because they're so crooked. You got to screw them into the ground. Oh, my goodness. That was the wrong clip. Uh, sorry, I did not mean to fire that. So you, you got you to screw them into the ground. Feet first, so you screw them into the ground. And so when I went up there, I was like, is that really true? That's just some guy talking at a conference, you know. And then I see the county manager get arrested for embezzlement, along with two of her top uh, aides, a contractor, and then one of the county commissioners. They all go down for that. Stealing a bunch of money, going on all sorts of trips overseas and stuff. Um, and when and when the walls start closing in, then you her her right hand woman, Mandy Stone. She then gets appointed without a national search for a replacement for the county manager. They elevate her, and she was part of the of the racket. Also, uh, uh, I think Green's son, the county manager's son, was involved in it. They were buying all this, uh, uh, like he was starting up his own youtube channel or something so he's buying up all this equipment and stuff i mean just crazy stuff and then of course you got the whole you know madison county ballot stuffing thing the ponder machine that i went over the other day so yes there is a there is a long history of uh political corruption out in western north carolina so that can't just be charlotte's values that's not just ours thank you patrick cannon can't just be ours News Talk 1110, 993 WBT. That's actually how I dropped all of the weight. I just stopped eating the sheet cake for breakfast. All right. uh, 704. (laughs) 704. That's just a funny line. 704, 570, 1110, and uh, 1 800 WBT 1110. By the way, not right now, but at some other point in the program. Not right now, though. We're giving away another pair of tickets to see Kenny Chesney at Bank of America Stadium on Saturday, but not right now. Don't call right now. It's not happening right now. Not now, not now. Okay. You just want to be listening for a Kenny Chesney tune. That was not a Kenny Chesney tune. I think that's what might may have prompted some calls to come in, just because it was a good... Look, not all guitar solos that start off... What was it? Can you play it again? Yeah. yeah like, they're not all Kenny Chesney songs. Okay. It just no, it's not right now. So I'm watching the phone lines as I say this stuff. That's uh is it X ambassadors or ambassadors X? I always forget. All right, see? Not a chance to win right now. It's called Renegade though. It's a very good song. Not a chance to win though. That's what we should do. We should skip ahead. We should chop out the first part of the guitar and start with the big drum. Yeah. But I don't know. People may still think that's Kenny Chesney. But it is not Kenny Chesney. We are not giving away tickets right now. But we will later. At some point. I'm not telling you when. But be listening for an actual Kenny Chesney tune. Okay. Um, Madison Cawthorn, in the uh, Charlotte Observer piece by Joe Marisak. Danielle Battaglia, and Hannah Smoot, all three uh, contributed to this piece, uh, that he is, uh, Cawthorn, has found himself in a myriad of controversies, including driving while his license was revoked, claiming his colleagues on Capitol Hill have participated in orgies and taken key bumps of cocaine, and most recently being labeled a hypocrite after vacation photos surfaced of him dressed in women's lingerie while simultaneously speaking out against the transgender community. Now, I do find this line interesting because I'm not sure, but there were three different reporters working on the story. And, I mean, I'm going to assume there was an editor that, you know, took a look at it before it went live. But um, dressing in women's lingerie is not transgenderism. That's pretty, I mean, I, I think you did actual physical violence to somebody with those words right there. I think that's how that works. I don't make the rules. I do not make these rules, people. That's transphobic. You know, you're making people unsafe with that kind of confusion of the language that these pe- just because you dre- you dress in women's clothing does not make you transgender. It's different. It's a different thing. That's what I've been told. Learned a lot about these things over the last few years thanks to the left. Um Madison Cawthorn put out a statement. He did it on Instagram because, of course, he did. And uh, here is his reaction, his response. I'm going to re-rack this from the beginning. His response to all of
1: the stories. Uh, with him as the uh, focal point? Statistically, it's virtually impossible to beat an incumbent member of Congress after they've won their first re-election. Their first re-election is their most difficult election. Uh, There's a lot of factors that cause that, but that's why you're starting to see this coordinated attack amongst a lot of the freshman members of Congress who are hardcore conservatives who are going up for re-election. It's going on across the country. Um, But North Carolina, we have the North Carolina political establishment and one Rhino senator who have really targeted me are coming hard. They're putting hundreds of thousands of dollars in millions of dollars to be able to defeat me. Uh, and they're starting to say just these ridiculous, salacious lies. I, I hear from my supporters all the time. I just got this call of people polling. They said that you want to raise our tax dollars, which is absurd. I want to remove the federal income tax, that I want to cut Social Security spending when that is the exact opposite of what I want what I want to do. Uh, they say that you know we don't serve our district which I think is preposterous. Uh, We are very proud of the service we've done for our district. We have closed over 1,800 constituent cases against the federal government. Uh, We've been able to bring over $70 million back to our district. We've passed three pieces of legislation for our veterans and for rural broadband. Uh, We have been successful in dropping more legislation than any other freshman member of Congress. Uh,
0: Um, Okay, so a couple things. I have been told that legislative officers um, at various levels uh, do not refer people to Cawthorne's office because nothing happens for those people. If you need, if you're in the 11th district, he is in his district office. He closed like three of his four offices. All he has left now is the Hendersonville one. So I'm not really sure where you're operating out of and, where these people are coming to you from, but he said they closed 1,800 cases against the federal government. I'm not sure that that these are cases, but he then references the $70 million, and uh, there's something about, uh, there's some legislation, uh, the broadband legislation. As I understand it, those were parts of the Democrats' agenda that they passed and Cawthorn opposed. So... Did he get that done for the district? Look, I'm not saying he should have or shouldn't. I'm not saying, but if you're going to claim credit for a bill that you opposed. Uh, anyway, all right, back to his comments.
1: Uh, we serve our district very hard, but we also fight this culture battle, and we're starting to get attacked by the political establishment because they're saying, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't have a platform as a as a member of Congress, and you should just be really quiet and not really do anything.
0: All right, yeah, that's, but that's not what they're saying. That's not what they're saying. They're saying that the things you are saying— are not helpful or lies. The things you are doing are not helpful or are unethical. That's what they're saying. They're not saying you shouldn't say things or have a platform as a congressman. No, because if you were saying things that, you know, like if you didn't call Zelensky a thug, they probably wouldn't tell you you shouldn't say that, right? I mean, you said something and they disagree with you and they think what you said was bad. And so, yes, they're trying to stop you from saying more bad things. They are allowed to do that. That's Eminem, people. Eminem. New stock eleven ten ninety-nine three WBT. It's the Pete Callender shoe. Um Madison Cawthorn's Instagram statement <clears throat> that he put out yesterday he says it's the establishment launching a series of coordinated uh, attacks against him. He calls it a drip campaign. I've gotten through half of this, <laughs> half of
1: his statement. Here's the
0: second half. I promise this is the second half. It's almost over. It's like a minute left.
1: These are people who obviously don't understand what's going on. And the party who just wants to be left alone will always lose to the party that's going to go for the throat and fight as hard as they can. And so I do not make any apologies for making sure that we cultivate a following on all across all platforms, trying to reach out to my generation, who is the most medicated, addicted, the most depressed, the most suicidal generation that's ever lived. And it's because of these radical liberal policies and the indoctrination that goes on inside of our schools. And so I make no apologies for making sure that we have a good platform to get the truth out about conservatism out to these people when they have been indoctrinated with these lies of socialism. And so we're starting to see this coordinated drip campaign. When I say a drip campaign, it's where they're going to drop an attack article every one or two days just to try and kill us with a death by a thousand cuts. And that is – really their main strategy. And so anyways, I'm very proud of my my constituents who are seeing through kind of this, this political uh, just shenanigans, and I'm very confident that we're going to be able to win our re-election.
0: Okay. Uh, the drip campaign doesn't work if you don't keep getting busted. Like, if you stop behaving as sort of a one-man crime wave, then there aren't a lot of stories to drip, drip, drip. Right. The lefties didn't I mean, unless you're saying that somebody planted that gun in your carry on or something again or the knives in in your pockets when you went to all of the schools or the photo from the crews. I mean, and look, the news value on that, I said from the beginning is there isn't any really it's it's obviously just meant to embarrass him and his supporters. And so, yes, that is part of the drip, drip, drip campaign that he is correct on that. And I say that because I said that. I said that a week ago when that thing came out. I said, this is just, you know, story after story after story. But when, when you get busted for speeding repeatedly and then re- get your license revoked and then you're busted for speeding on a revoked license, that's not the left doing that to you. Right? Um, what else? Oh, but it has. So what has happened is that the photos and uh, all all of this the straw upon straw upon straw on the camel's back, if, uh, as it were, um, has a it has opened up the the space for people to now put money on his opponents. And again, as we mentioned, uh, you know, over the last hour, that the decision that Cawthorn made, not anybody else except him, he made that decision to jump out of the eleventh district try to run in a newly drawn 13th and then when the maps got thrown out he had to go back to the 11th but by that point he had a whole bunch of new candidates running against him credible candidates from Henderson County deep ties in Republican circles and in the business community and in the faith community and so this is now going to be a challenge and so that's the problem he is facing and that is of his own making um Chuck Edwards has been the beneficiary state senator. He's been the beneficiary of a lot of the uh, a lot of the funding coming in from Republican lawmakers. Tom Tillis said Cawthorn, quote, has fallen well short of the most basic standards Western North Carolina expects from their representatives. This is who Cawthorn was talking about. I think he called him a a rhino senator or something. Um, His accusations against the establishment come after Politico released photos showing him. Wearing women's lingerie at what appears to be a party. When the photos surfaced, Cawthorne claimed they were part of another attack from the left and that the pictures were taken during a game on a cruise before he was elected to Congress. That's from the article at the Hill. Now, there is also this story. And again, this is not the left coming after him. This is a story at the Washington Examiner, not a leftist publication a conservative publication and a news organization. They do news. This is a news story by Andrew Kerr. Congressman Madison Cawthorn may have violated federal insider trading laws as he hyped up an alleged pump and dump cryptocurrency scheme. That according to multiple watchdog groups. On December 29th, the beleaguered North Carolina congressman, (laughs) I love when they... Love when they throw those adjectives in there. It does give you an, an insight into what the reporter's thinking on the story is. So uh, on December 29th, Cawthorne posed at a party with James Cthulhu, a hedge fund manager and the ringleader of the Let's Go Brandon cryptocurrency, a meme coin set up in the wake of the chant mocking President Joe Biden. LGB legends. Cawthorn sent out on his uh Instagram, LGB legends. Tomorrow we go to the moon. LGB being let's go Brandon. So legends is what a lot of the kids are saying nowadays on the on the uh, on the interweb. They call each other legend. Oh, that's legend. Oh, you're legends a lot of times people they refer to their followers on their platforms as legends. You guys are legends, which is weird because they're actually usually anonymous. So it's kind of hard to be a legend when you're anonymous, but I digress. Anyway, he says, LGB legends, tomorrow we go to the moon. Okay? That was common um, uh, refrain in the, uh, what was it, the uh, the trading, the, what, what was it, A game, the, the GameStop deal, right, with all with the people that were trading on all the GameStop stock. Remember? They're like, to the moon, next to the moon. They were talking about the stock prices going way, way up. Well, Cawthorne sends that out on his Instagram he has also stated publicly that he owns this cryptocurrency. And uh, the very next day after he posted, tomorrow we go to the moon, the very next day, NASCAR driver Brandon Brown announced that the meme coin would be the primary sponsor of his 2022 season, which caused the LGB coins uh, value to spike by 75%. That's the pump part of the uh the, of the alleged scheme, right? You pump it up. Brown's statement featured comments from Cthulhu, who was pictured with Cawthorne just a few hours prior. So are we to believe that Cawthorne did not know about the announcement that was coming hours later when he posed with the head of this company, this hedge fund guy, Cthulhu? Because then comes the dump and people ditch after the price goes up, and then people ditch. And so a lot of people make a lot of money and a lot of other people don't. We'll get into more of the details in a minute. <laughs> News Talk 1110 ninety nine three All right, so Congressman Madison Cawthorn may have violated federal insider trading laws as he hyped up an alleged pump-and-dump cryptocurrency scheme. So how this works is uh, you get some people to highlight a particular stock or whatever. In this case, it's a cryptocurrency. The Let's Go Brandon cryptocurrency, LGB. And um, the day before it was announced that the driver, the NASCAR driver, Brandon Brown, the day before they announced that, He's going to drive the Let's Go Brandon-sponsored car. The This cryptocurrency was going to sponsor his race car for the 2022 NASCAR season. The night before, uh, Madison Cawthorn appears with the hedge fund guy who owns this cryptocurrency company. And he says, tomorrow we go to the moon. And then, of course, a couple hours later, tomorrow, they make the announcement that Brandon Brown uh, would be the primary or that... Uh, Uh, LGB cryptocurrency would be the primary sponsor of Brandon Brown's season. So does that mean that Cawthorn broke the law? Not automatically, but it could if he had that information beforehand and that's why he said what he said. Watchdog groups that were interviewed by the Washington Examiner say that the Post on Instagram suggests that the lawmaker may have had advanced non-public knowledge of the LGB coins deal with Brandon Brown. The watchdog said that the post combined with Cawthorne's statement that he owns this cryptocurrency, that it warrants an investigation from the DOJ and the SEC to determine whether the lawmaker violated federal insider trading laws. And by the way, they should. Because now the question is out there. I, say, I I usually say the same thing in these cases. Like, I want the information. I want to know, is it true, is it not? I said the same thing with Richard Burr, which, by the way, by the way, all the people, right, I do find this kind of comical that, like, now Madison Cawthorn, he's got this insider trading thing now swirling over his head. I'm curious for a lot of the people that want to, you know, say that, There's nothing here. We shouldn't uh, investigate. Did you have that same opinion about Richard Burr and the accusations that he engaged in insider trading? Remember with the COVID stuff? He spoke to a group and then sold a bunch of stock. And I know what you're also going to say, Nancy Pelosi. And I agree. Nobody is as lucky with their stock picks as Nancy Pelosi. But Nancy Pelosi doesn't talk about it. That's the thing. You don't you don't talk about it. It's like Fight Club. You don't talk about it. One guy, Dylan Hedter Gaudet, he is the government affairs manager for the Project on Government Oversight or POGO, a federal watchdog group. And he said, quote, this looks really, really bad. This does look like a classic case of you got some insider info and you acted on the info and that's illegal. Another government affairs lobbyist for Public Citizen, another watchdog group, Craig Holman, said if Cawthorn purchased the crypto before December 30th with non-public knowledge of the pending deal with the race car uh, team, then that would constitute insider trading, that is a federal crime, and that can involve prison time. The swift rise and fall of this crypto coin led one investor who got screwed to file a class action lawsuit last month or this month, earlier this month, accusing the uh, the coin founder, this Cthulhu guy, this hedge fund guy, and other insiders of using the digital currency to orchestrate a pump and dump scheme. Okay, So this, this coin is already on regulators' radar. Again, the left did not do this to Madison Cawthorne. Now, you could say that he's oblivious to all of this and he didn't know that he was given this information, what's allowed, what's not. He could claim ignorance on this. That's possible. I don't know. I have not spoken to him about this. While Cawthorne is not named as a defendant in the lawsuit, he is identified as one of the coin's celebrity endorsers who helped Catullus inflate the market value before the rug was pulled. So it's possible that he was used as well. He was not aware that he was being trotted out there in order to Puff up the value of the coin. But it did collapse. It did collapse. Um, Catullus relaunched it in February, claiming the second iteration of the meme coin came with restrictions preventing whales or people with significant holdings in the coin from offloading all their coins at once, which they say is what happened before. Because immediately after the announcement... Um, that Brandon Brown could not uh, uh, have his car sponsored by the cryptocurrency, the value went to like nothing. That's because that's, that was where the value was, right? It was all of a sudden, it was like, oh my gosh, look at this. We're going to the moon. It's all great. We're going to sponsor a race car. And then NASCAR comes out and says, no, you can't do that. And then everything collapses. People pull their money out. That's the dump part. Cawthorn continues to tour the nation with Catullus promoting his ownership of the coin and urging his followers to purchase the asset. Lawmakers are supposed to disclose if they purchase over a thousand dollars worth of any cryptocurrency, but Cawthorne has not filed any disclosures indicating that he owns LGB coin. Catullus the hedge fund owner, said in a February 20th live stream that both iterations of LGB coin were designed so that the meme coin was not classified as security for regulatory purposes. I don't understand all of the legalese around this part of the issue, but the government watchdog guys say that even if it's not considered a security, quote-unquote, that doesn't render Cawthorn immune from the insider trading law. Uh, they say that Cawthorne would need to disclose if he purchased over $1,000 of the coin, even if it isn't considered a security, Uh, For regulatory purposes. And while Cawthorn's proposed resolution lacked any specifics, because, by the way, he introduced legislation to deregulate cryptocurrencies and incentivize blockchain innovation. Maybe he's just a real big believer in crypto and blockchain. That's fine. But the legislation doesn't really have any specifics. And it could have run afoul of the Stock Act. If he introduced the measure for his own financial benefit, that's going to be difficult to prove. Especially after the LGB coin went to nothing, uh, Cawthorne's office not returning, uh, not returning any calls uh, at least to the Washington Examiner. Now their defense is going to be: Look, this was not a pump and dump scheme. We, uh, you know, we made this announcement that we were going to sponsor the NASCAR, and they say that what happened. Uh, that caused the precipitous decline was that NASCAR rejected the sponsorship deal. And then later that month, unidentified insiders who own a lot of the coin, they sold. And that's why all they all sold at once, causing the coin's market value to evaporate. Now, who were those people? Why did they make that call? We don't know. We don't know. All right, we have one more hour, so stay tuned for a chance to win some tickets. Next hour, I'm saying next hour.